Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. F-Zero was developed by Nintendo EAD and published by The Big N in Japan of 1990, in North America in August of 1991, and Europe of 1992. Oh. So, yeah, staggered release date with the launch of the system. Makes sense. Uh, Of course, EAD is the uh, main game group Mm -hmm. at Nintendo. This was one of their flagship titles for the system. And, of course, being so, it was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. The man himself i don't need to tell you anything else about him if you've listened to our show you should know who that man is if anybody knows one game developer he's the one yes now the lead programmer on this game was uh yasunari nishida and he was with the company since uh 1986 okay he had done a lot more technical work until the super nintendo and at that point he became uh more involved with the games gotcha he then went on to work on uh link to the past Star Fox. Mario 64, uh, Wind Waker, and he's still working for the company to this day. Wow, sounds like a failure. Yeah, I think he's now more into the management portion of the company. Graduated on up. This game was one of the two release titles that came out when the Super Famicom was released. Gotcha. Yeah, it was very early here too, right? It was was the first wave because this game heavily features the Mode 7. Oh yeah, It's it's a big Mode 7 tech demo. And Mode 7, if we haven't talked about it before, was a special chip in the Super Nintendo that had seven different modes of graphics. Right, right. And it's the seventh mode that people think of the most as Mode 7. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember reading about what the other ones were, and uh, there were like different kind of graphical effects that yes. you could overlays different things, but that's this how, is... That's how we got like uh, see-through sprites, mm-hmm. not flicker, you know, like when you like, yeah. go behind a waterfall or whatever, stuff like that. Different, different modes, but this one is the most... Uh, varied from a normal graphic kind of... The most Super Nintendo-y. Yeah, yeah. That's what you think of. Yeah. And what it was is that it allowed you to take one one large sprite or graphic and then rotate that and zoom in on it and move it however you want it. Yeah, so that's... You know, like, I'm sure we mentioned it at least a bit in the Super Mario Kart episode. And, And Pilot Wings. Yeah, yeah. So, same stuff here. And this was not the last of the F-Zero games, even though it's kind of been dormant for a little while. Mm-hmm. There were many sequels. Yeah, yeah, like on DS and stuff later. And... Well, there was uh, one for the Nintendo 64, F-Zero X. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was followed up by Game Boy Advanced versions. There was F-Zero GX on GameCube. Okay, I think that's. I think I played that one. Yes, because I owned it. Okay, well, then there you go. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, I'll just say it now instead of in our personal history section that I bought that game because it was a. it came out before... Mario Kart Double Dash. Ah. I was itching for a multiplayer game for the whole house to play. Right, right. I got that game, and it was way too hard for most of us. (laughs) And only our roommate, Chris, uh, if you're listening to this, Chris. Oh? You, I think he was the only one that played it. He played it a a decent amount. Yeah. Man, I only vaguely remember it, but. It's this, but faster. Yeah, yeah. With more varied tracks. Gotcha. And then there was, uh, I think, two more Game Boy Advance ones after that. Wow, okay. And then its real legacy 
to most uh, younger gamers would be the fact that there is, uh, of course, characters from this game in Smash Brothers. Right. Well, Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon, yeah. And levels based on F-Zero. And he, when did he first show up? The second Smash Brothers? I think so. Was that Brawl or Melee? I do not. I can't. They, they all fled together <laughs> in my mind. And uh, then finally, you can actually play the very first map of the game in Mario Kart now because it was in the DLC for the last Mario Kart. Oh, cool. It's, it's actually really awesome. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy stuff. Well, Nick, what kind of game is F-Zero? It's a third-person future racing game. It is, and quite a fast one at that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, in this game, you... Well, I guess you can jump if you hit the jump pads, but this is a racing game. So let's talk about these racing controls. Sure. It's pretty standard. Yeah, you've got your your gas, your brake. Uh Uh-huh. You get a turbo boost. You do, but you don't start with any turbo boosts. Correct. You get them after completing a lap. Yeah, and you can hold up to three. Yes. Now, you also uh, you know, steer with your D-pad, mm-hmm. but you have shoulder buttons that also give you a little extra. Yeah, they let you lean left or right, depending on if you press L or R. And you have to use those on those really tight turns. Yeah, yeah. The hairpin turns are impossible without them. Pretty much. You do have a, uh, a life meter. Yeah, because there's like a health for your uh, vehicle. And there's four vehicles. We'll talk about them here in a moment. Mm-hmm. And when you get bumped into from enemies or the other uh, racers, mm-hmm. or you run into the walls right. or specific hazards, yes, you lose that health. Yeah, it depletes. And then there is a pit row, usually near the uh, starting line, but not always, which is a glowing field. And while you're on top of that, a little ship comes down and beams you down some more life. It fills it up. But it's not instantaneous. No, no. It takes a minute for it to get down there. Yeah, so it's like you can't just dip in and out. That won't do anything. You have to really maintain some time in that lane. Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, there are lives in the game. Yeah, there are. Um, you start you can, with three. If you run out of energy, you will explode. Yes. And you have to start over. Or if you fly out of the course, you explode also. That is a one hit. Like, it's, you're just dead. Yeah. There's not a lot of opportunities to do so, but it's still very frustrating when it happens. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, being a racing game, there are all kinds of hazards. And um, what's the opposite of a hazard? What helps you in a racing game? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there are the all Dukes. kinds of yeah. There's all kinds of things to inter- interact with on the field. There are you know parts that slow you down. Yeah, there's gravel. Like, there's the rough. The as rough. They call it that okay. will slow you down. There's uh, the manual calls the borders the anti-grav guide beam. Yeah, I don't understand that because they just—they're just punishment. Yeah, it just bangs you. Yeah, um, there are landmines in some levels. Those are awful. Um, they will not regenerate after they've been hit once. So that's good. Sometimes it's just worth it to be like, look, this is the path I want to go. I'm going to clear these. I'm just going to run into these three mines. Because and... there's not a one-hit kill. They just take off energy. Yeah, and you know, for the most part, early in the game, you can get by with taking without having to refill your health for for the entire entirety of the the race. Yeah, it can. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some, there's the left and right, like magnets that yep. will pull you left or right. You have to lean the opposite way or otherwise they will pull you into the wall and damage you. Correct. There are uh, the pull down magnet fields, which are usually after jumps. They kind of just look like they're patches of the background, but they are not. They will shorten your jump and pull you down into I hate those a lot. <laughs> uh, there's boosts. Yeah, yeah. Your the, standard, those little arrow-y. 
yeah, they're the, the dash zone. They look they look just like the ones in uh, Excite Bike. Yeah, yeah. And then there are jumps as well. That's right. You can hit a jump plate. Um, and when you're in the air, you can angle your the nose of your vehicle up or down. And like pressing down to angle it up is what you want to do because it will extend your jump farther. And if you hold that down when you land, you won't lose as much speed right. when you hit the ground. And then there's also slip zones, which are... Different colors, I think, depending on the level, but yeah. it's just it's ice. It's just ice, yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned that you have three lives, and you can get a one-up at 10,000, 20,000, and 30,000 points. And those points are just given to you by rank, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think you might get some lap bonuses, too. Okay. But you, yeah, so you have three lives to make it through. Each race is five laps, and... In order to continue racing, you, there, each lap has a different requirement. Like the first lap, you have to be in the top 15. Second lap is 10. Third is 7. Fourth is 5th. And for the final lap, you have to be in the top 3 to place and finish the race. Correct. Now, of course, what makes racing games more fun and interesting is the varied cars or racers. And in this game, you don't know the racers yet. Not really. They're not part of the selection menu. They're not part of the lore outside no. of maybe the manual. Yeah, yeah. They're, in, they're in the manual, but the game itself just tells you the car. So we'll go through the four. That's it. Only four selectable cars. A mere four, yes. Because unlike Mario Kart, this was their first game out of the gate, and they really wanted to get it out, so they kind of limited the scope of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have the ever, the ever popular Smash Brothers character and car named the Blue Falcon. That, well, the character is Captain Falcon, but the Blue That's Falcon. Right. I'm sorry. The Blue Falcon's from Scooby-Doo Universe, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Land. Somewhere in there, yeah. He's one of those Alex Toth designs, right? Uh, Dynamite is his sidekick. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I got. I always get Blue Falcon and Birdman mixed up. Where I was like, no, he had a bird, Avenger. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that's, that's very similar. That's the other bird guy. Uh, but yeah, and he's kind of your well-rounded character or car. Yes, because it's, they have different um, weights. Yeah, yeah. Top speeds. And accelerations. Indeed they do. Do they have different health amounts? Or is it just like the weight is the amount of damage you can take? I, th- I think the weight determines... Your damage. Yeah, kind potential. of. Yeah. And like we said, Blue Falcon, driven by Captain Falcon, is your all-around average vehicle. Double Falcon power. Yeah. I, I kind of played with this one the most. I went back and forth. Yeah. Between this and the next one. Okay. The Golden Fox. The Golden Fox. And which who's, is... who's the driver of the Golden Fox? Well, it's Dr. Stewart. Doctor Stewart. That's why I like I like being in the control of a doctor. Yeah, well, he's a, he's kind of a, a fancy lad, if you will. And the Golden Fox is the accelerator. Yeah, it has the highest acceleration, but the lowest top speed. It does, and that's that's always a problem. But when you get banged out around a lot and you're not very good, you need that acceleration. Right, right. Well, it's also the lightest cart too, so you can get knocked a little bit more than others, but not. It's it's not like in Mario Kart. I don't know. You're not feeling that as much. Like correct. You know, I, I, you know what? I kind of disagree later on, but we'll get to it. Because uh, next up, we have the third car, the Wild Goose. The Wild Goose. It's driven by Pico or Pico. I don't know. Mm-hmm. P-I-C-O. He's an alien. and uh, It's a green, crazy-looking kind of – looks kind of like the Metroid ship. Yeah, kind of. Uh, this was the one I, I always raced with the most. Um, and it's this one is like the second highest – I think it's slightly faster than Blue Falcon – uh-huh. It's the second highest weight, but it's kind of the toughest. Like, it takes the least damage from impacts and stuff. It's armored. Right. And then finally, we have the Fire Stingray. Oh, yeah. Driven by Samurai Goro. You know, good old Goro. And uh, this is uh, your classic low acceleration, highest top speed, heaviest cart. And this takes... is what I would play in Mario Kart. 
but this is not Mario Kart. If I if I were better, I would try it. But yeah. I, I even even in my youth, I could never <laughs> I could never master this bad boy. And then this game is made up of uh, various races. You can do a practice race, or you can uh, do a cup, or what do they call it? Is it a cup? They're leagues. Leagues. There's the Knight, Queen, and King League. That's right. They each have five races. And you can choose the difficulty on each one, even though the Knight is the... They go in difficulty of Knight, Queen, yeah. King. You can choose a difficulty for each time you do a league. Yeah, and there's like easy, standard, hard, and then eventually, if you're really good, you can unlock the Master difficulty i didn't even know that <laughs> well i wasn't anywhere close Ooh. well nick this is the big in we know they have pretty good manuals for the most part they do and this is a game that gives us zero storyline or lore during the actual game. That's that's true. So tell me, did they make up for it here in the manual? Oh, yeah, I think they did. Um, this is a 30 pages color. Wait, what? 30 pages, baby. 30 pages for this? Yeah. Um, I, I find that truly amazing. Well, um, yeah, it's got a lot going on. Like, you do get some good character art and screenshots and stuff, but the eight last pages are a comic book. Oh, really? Yeah, it stars Captain Falcon and has brief introductions for all the characters where... I'm going to go I'm gonna go look at this manual. It's worth checking it out. Um, I'm not sure who the artist was, but it reminded me of the art in Nestor's Adventures. Okay, after Howard Af- left? Yeah, and after... Not Shuji Imai, not the original, but okay. the later ones. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, and uh, it, it kind of introduces all the characters, mostly Captain Falcon, because it's like he's on some kind of mission. Okay. And... He's trying to bust some guys right before the start of a of a race, you know. Now, I don't know where I absorbed. Maybe there is a little cutscene in the beginning or something. But didn't he? Isn't he a man out of time? Also, that I don't know. I don't. I didn't see any of that. I stuff, feel like at but... some point it was revealed that he was like from our time, and like he got injured and put uh, to sleep. Well, hey, maybe. And then he woke up and became like a future cop that entered this race to uh, stop corruption. It's like Captain America for Falcons. Yes. Or Lieutenant Falcon. Could be called Captain Falcon now, right? He could be. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, it goes over the story, which is interesting somewhat, because this takes place in the year 2560, and in the future, the Earth is, you know, it's a galactic trading port and Uh stuff, and the idle billionaires uh, created F-Zero based on F-1 racing to entertain themselves. They're like, what 650-year-old <laughs> sport should we look look to, to? They're like, we're tired of constantly quoting Shakespeare a la Star Trek, so let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the top entertainment in the galaxy, and everyone races for big bucks, etc. It interestingly says, like, at first they had the crowds, the crowds were against it because it was too rough, but then they just grew to accept it. Okay, weird. Yeah, I was like, what is this social commentary on F-Zero? Who knows? But it does a good job of explaining your your leagues, your controls, your difficulties, your racers. Um, there's a, some track info or intros for seven tracks, I think. Okay. It's the ones that are in the beginner mode. Okay. And then it lines up all, you know, it goes through all of your hazards, explains those. And like I said, the final eight pages are a comic book. So Which I would, I'm totally going to read. It, it's worth checking it out just to see all that stuff. You get a little personification of your four characters. And, and that's about it. Cool.
Well, Nick, what was your personal history with F-Zero? Well, this was a game that I rented at least once. I'm pretty sure I rented it multiple times. I only rented it once. Because it was one of those early... Your only options. You don't have a lot to, to work with. So I rented it, like I said, at least once, but I know I had a friend who owned it. Okay, I knew no one that owned this game. And he was more into it than I, but I borrowed it a few times. So because I played it a decent thing- amount. We didn't mention is its biggest flaw, and that is it is only one player. That's true, yeah. And is. if you want a racing game to really catch on, you got to make it have a, a versus mode. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, I rented it once as well, and it was too hard for me, so I never rented it again. Gotcha, gotcha. I am not a traditional racing game guy, and this game I think really relies on the tweaks and fine fine tuned. You know, Twitch is yeah. a real normal racing game. Yeah, yeah. I'm not normally, but I, I always had a soft spot for this one. Which brings us to our more recent experience here. Nick, how many times did you play this game, and how far did you get? Um, I was able to, on standard mode, I got through all the tracks except for Firefield. I couldn't quite manage it It's uh, okay. yet. but So what leagues did you get through? Uh, well, I got through all of them except for the last, last one, last one of the, the last race of the last okay. one. I could not beat the second league. <laughs> I would almost get there. Well, I mean, it, it takes some. Uh, this is I. I could get through the first league. <laughs> I can get through most of the second league, but I just I don't know. I literally and figuratively hit a wall. Well, it's a it's it's a game that I I didn't play for long periods of time because it's so stressful. Yes. So it's like once or twice a day I would be like, all right, I'm going to play this league and see how far I could get or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and be like, I got to take a break. Like I've had a lot on my plate here as the uh, seasons of my children's various activities are wrapping up. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of time to devote to this. And man, uh, I got to feel super old as I was like struggling through. Mm. And then my son tries it and it's just like, twitch, twitch, twitch. Mm. And I was like, oh, you're having no trouble with this at all. He's like, this is a pretty good racing game. Yeah. And he actually enjoyed it more than uh, Super Mario Kart. For oh, Super Nintendo. I mean, one player. Yeah. You know, I, I this was a game that I benefited. He liked the controls a lot more. I didn't realize it uh, until I was going back. But I was like, no, I, I remember a lot of these tracks. Like, I must have played this more than I, I thought. And I did not have any of that, that <laughs> so, muscle memory at all. So some of it was, was coming through. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. I would just like to start by saying that this game is not nearly as hard as I remembered, but still very hard. <laughs> it's it it's definitely tough. Uh, it, it's it does a really good job of feeling fast. Yeah, you know, like it keeps you like on edge. I thought like I don't know if part of it. I'm sure is just graphical trickery with the borders, making it really seem like it's zooming by. Correct. And the the fact that your speedometer is going up to 400 to 420 miles an hour. Kilometers. Kilometers an hour. hour. But, yeah, you're zooming around, but um, it, it's kind of canceled out by the fact that you're – you got a full screen as compared to Super Mario Kart, so you can see way farther down the track. I think that oh, makes yeah. it a little more doable in that way. Oh, for sure. And, you know, like we said, this game is really responsive. I mean, even though it asks a lot of you, if you can master the controls, and I just get so flustered – <laughs> like once I hit a wall or a character and I start bouncing around, like that's when I lose it. Like I just can't. I'm I'm, I'm now stuck in like a I can't re- recover. You know. I didn't, well, what when can you I say? unlike Super Mario Kart, yeah. Like when you hit the walls, you don't get like caught 
and then no. you're screwed and you don't have reverse. But here you bounce and you bounce really hard and like it really makes it feel like you were going super fast because you really go flying back and or. But as you've shown and my son showed me, I'm like, if you can master that, like it, the controls are there for you to be able to handle whatever the game throws at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a uh, it's pretty responsive, like you said. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, you don't have a lot of inputs. You know, it's it's a basic racing, yeah. but uh, you know, they do what they need to well. And, you know, for me, the biggest problem was I needed that extra acceleration yeah. because of the crappiness of my play. <laughs> but then by the time you get to those later tracks in the later races, you can't keep up. Like, I can't. I didn't have the top speed to be there with the leaders of the, each race. It can be tough if you're, you know, you do get the classic, like, someone's about to pass you that little check thing behind you. And that, that's a big part of strategy is, like, staying in front of that so that nobody can pass you. Right, and, you know they they'll hit you in the rear end and give you a little boost. And uh, graphically, this game I think holds holds up a little better than I was expecting it to as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the backgrounds are all just like a big background, you right. know. So, but I, the the ones at the distance, you know, your cityscapes or whatever, look pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. And the ships all look really good from uh, every I, angle. I think so too. They and you know they're all slightly animated different. Like when you turn like uh, blue falcons with his little flaps. Yeah, or uh, the. The wild goose, it's like it has this one big engine on the top it's center. It's like a pod. Yeah, and it like tilts left and right when you turn. So it looks it looks neat. And then at the end of the race, when it swings around and shows you like the side view of it and stuff, like they all look really cool. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, it's just that, you know, that mode seven background can get a little busy. Like half the time I didn't know what, like in uh, the <laughs> city level, I was like, oh, once the, the, the level stopped, I was like, Oh, look, it's like city stuff down there. Yeah, you can actually kind of see. Yeah. But when it's just zooming by, it's just not high res enough to have any clue. No, and I kind of like it in that it's very easy to separate the track from the background. Yes. Like visually in a a hurry. Like you never get confused about where you're going to turn or anything. Like I did, I felt that sometimes going back and playing Super Mario Kart. For sure. Um, Well, because I don't think it's as steep of an angle that you're looking down on it as. Yeah, yeah. And and again, more more room. You got the whole screen. So. Exactly. And then finally the music in this game. Oh, the music is great, man. It's so good. I didn't I should have written down who who did the music in this game. I, I checked it out actually. There were two people. Ah, I wish I knew, but there there's one guy who had done several songs. I don't know. It's like ninety percent one lady. And then one guy did two songs for this game. But they both have worked on several Nintendo games. We apologize to them, but your music's awesome. I was sure that uh I would remember it. But I failed. But yeah, it's it's very like you got that techno, but it, it's music that's a little jazzy. Yeah, yeah, but it all sounds like high energy. It's very frenetic, and it, and it works with the graphics to really make it like I'm I'm, I'm in it, man. I'm really racing, and, and life depends on it. It does. And I would like to see Eric. You remember the television show uh, on MTV, Liquid Television, right? Yes, I do. I I used to tape it. That along with uh, 120 minutes. Well, there is a oh, – oh, sweet, yeah. <laughs> um, those are the two – because those two shows were on very late. And I was not allowed – I was barely allowed to watch MTV to begin with. Right, right. But if I taped those, I could get away with, like, not not being, like – I could get away with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, there's one – I remember seeing – it's a it's a 10-minute short film, an anime film. It's called Running Man from a, a feature called Neo Tokyo. came out in 87, right? But it always reminded me of, of F-Zero and – I was kind of checking it out. Uh, I watched it again. I found it on Vimeo or something. If you just Google search for Running Man, not the Running Man, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Which but, is a great movie. Yeah, but if you want to watch a weirdo uh, anime that's kind of similar to this, where it's like in the future, they have, based on F1 races, but they have these 
cars that float above the thing. They have these like energy fields. Huh. It's these races. It doesn't ring a bell. They the races are all about trying to kill the other people. I guess. Okay, now that sounds a little more familiar. It does have like really like gruesome and like like, like yeah. heavy explosions when they like ram into each other and stuff. The the director guy. Also directed Ninja Scroll okay. and some other things that yeah. might uh, give you yeah, and it's really now weird. I'm remembering it. It's this guy. His name it's it's a it's really short, but it's about this one racer named Zach Hugh who is like the all time best racer in this death race, yeah. and he's like going crazy and starts and you f- kind of find out that he's developing telekinesis and yes. destroying these other carts. It's really weird, but you get some intense face facial like close ups. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I'm remembering it now. Okay, yeah. Well, that always stuck with me. I was like, this is like F Zero. So I was checking it out, and I was like, this actually came out before the game. So I wonder because. Like in the story where they say the people were getting more gruesome and, you know, I was like, I wonder if there's a connection. I wonder if this inspired anyone at all or if it's just, you know, coincidental. Well, I didn't mention it before, but there was an anime based on F-Zero as well after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, only had one season. um, And then it was actually brought to America. Really? Totally, like, reworked with names and redubbed for... As part of some animation block, we only got 22 of, like, the 50 episodes. No kid, I had no idea. Man. So, if you really want to, you can go find that online (laughs) as well. Might be worth checking out. But, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And I wonder if any uh, Cartridge Commandos remember Running Man or have interviewed anyone (laughs) who worked on F-Zero that can say if that inspired them or not. Or is your first memory of Liquid Television Dog Boy? Dog Boy. There's a lot of weird stuff that show, (laughs) man. right folks this is normally our level by level portion of the show and instead of levels we're going to take this one track by track as we do with any racing game and as nick said each of the various cups has five different tracks so we'll go in order starting with the night cup uh yes sir and that starts with mute city one and it is your classic uh f-zero looking track it's in the future not too many hazards just rough and yeah, it's, that's... It's all over the place. Yeah, that's about all you'll see. Uh, uh, now, this level just it really introduces you to all the various things, the, the uh, a jump, rough, and power-ups. Yep. Uh, very little actually going on here. It's a simple trick. And, you know, we didn't mention this, but there are only four racers, but there are other cars on the track. They're like drone cars. Yes. There's tons of them. Sometimes they're flashing and about to explode. Avoid those. But really here it's just getting used to your track and Mute City 1. And this uh, this track does have uh, the technical city background. Right. Which kind of reminds me of SimCity, like a, a fleshed out map, but more futuristic. Next up we have the second map, the Big Blue. Yes, this track is over, well, an ocean. Mm-hmm. A nice uh, background of the water and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And again, pretty straightforward. Uh, more rough. This one does introduce the slippery. Yeah, which is not as slippy as you might imagine. No. I mean, it's definitely there, but it, I didn't ever have a, a huge problem with it. It's the third one that starts to ramp it up a little bit in this league, and that is the Sand Ocean. Yes, which you might imagine is... A desert. A desert, yeah. And there's not a lot of hazards in this map. It's just that it really starts pouring on the really tight turns. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you get at least, there's the one big hairpin turn that you kind of got to learn how to get used to taking those. Like a lot, I found a technique that, you know, aside from just sliding, is that you want to let off your gas and reapply yeah. the throttle several times. It, it makes this like kind of bumper, like burp sound that 
it changes your momentum to more forward each time you reapply. Okay. It seems like, I don't know, that's my technique. Uh, after that, we have Death Wind. Or Baby Park. Yeah, it is just, uh, I don't know why it's called Deathwind either, because it's not really that dangerous looking. And it's really funny, because even though it's called Deathwind, it's like, uh, the background's kind of like, I don't know, almost tropical. There's like giant trees or pillars or mushrooms <laughs> yeah. or something in the background. Yeah, I don't know. And with that green border, it doesn't look very, like, deathy to me. It's weird. This is uh, notably the home world of Pico, the racer. Okay, and as you said, it is like Baby Park. It's just one big loop. Yeah, um, and there's some turbo boosts here that you want to hit. It's it's really one about like maximizing your speed. Yeah, getting used to that. Uh, you will see. Uh, this is the first track I think you can see, but tracks are revisited later. But they're the same map with just certain parts of the walls removed. So you you may see parts of tracks sticking off the edge where it looks like maybe you could turn there, but you cannot and don't. No. Then we have our final map of this cup. Silence. Silencio. And man, this is a rough map. Yeah, this is the first one where it gets a little, a little over weird. A, a purple ocean, or maybe you're in the sky. Perhaps, yeah. In the background, you see these weird pillars <laughs> and a sunset, pretty decent sunset. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this, but this map is all about crazy sharp turns. It is. Um, there is a split path. Yep. That I recommend. You know, I always take the shortcut. The computer never does. So it's full of landmines, though. If you can, you can just go down the middle. I usually don't have a problem with the landmines, but right outside of it, you have to make a ninety-degree turn to your left. And there's a big rough patch. There is a rough patch. You, if you, if you angle it right, you can hit the a ramp to jump over it. Or okay. if you have a turbo boost, just blast it there. Um, it, it's usually where I was able to get ahead of the computer players because that's the hardest part. Is like you can be right behind someone forever, but being able to pass them without knocking yourself yeah, is, is tough. It is very tough. All right, next up we have the Queen League. That's right, and we're back to Mute City. Slightly different map here. More uh, urban environments in the background. Uh, I, I believe Mute City is Dr. Stewart's hometown. Oh, okay. So home field advantage if you're in the Golden Fox, I guess. Yeah, and this Mute City is cool because it does have a big uh, split path right in the one chunk of it there. It's a big circle. Yep, yep. Um, it seems a little more difficult than it is. I don't even know if you need to slide around it. I always go to the right for okay. what it's worth. But, but again, there's really no new uh, hazards here. Yeah, it's, it, you get these like diagonal areas with rough where it's more about like skirting, cutting cutting down your, your, your path. Mm-hmm. Following that, we have the Port Town map. That's right, first Port Town. This is Captain Falcon's hometown. Oh, cool. And uh, what does it look like? You've got some technological background on the on the ground but in the far distance you have i guess kind of a sunset it's a purple sky with it's, some city I stuff i like that sky it looks no. good yeah it, it looks neat man now this one uh is the first map that has those magnets you talked about that's right and it has uh, jump plates where you jump over a missing chunk of the map mm-hmm. and uh which isn't too bad if you don't get hit correct after that we have red canyon one red canyon one and guess what this is Samurai Goro. This is where he hangs out. Okay. With and his gang of thieves or something. It is a sandy canyon. Yeah, there's some cliffs and mountain silhouettes in the background. I think even some trees or and bushes. This one is just uh, magnets and jump plates, but there's no empty parts of the map. The hardest part, I think, is that uh, back and forth, turny little area. Zigzaggy. The zigzag. Yeah. Um, this this was one of the tracks. I think this was easy. Like, this yeah. stood out to me as one of the easier ones. Well, well there's not too many crazy turns. Which, which is nice. Because uh, then after this, you go on to the White Land 1, and it does have some crazy turns. Yeah. And some... those energy traps. Oh, yeah, yeah. They will suck you down. They... They're, they're usually right after jumps, which yeah. in, in the middle of a field of rough. 
Yep, and then it also has a big icy patch. But all in all, not too bad. Um, the background is some weird. They look like purple fields sometimes interspersed. I think you're on some sort of alien planet here. Yeah, yeah. It's quite uh, strange. But following that, you're still in the White Land. White Land 2. White Land 2, The Revenge. And if you thought there were some tight turns in that last one, watch out, because this has the tightest turns. Uh, some of them are rough. Um, Nothing but hairpins right in a row. Well, and there is there is a sequence of two hairpins yeah. that are actually, you can cut off the edge of them because they're, whatever those anti-grav borders are, you yeah. can zoom through them. They will damage you, okay. but it won't slow you down as much. So I always zing through those to okay. to sneak ahead of uh there is a jump plate over a gap but there are also two big icy patches and this jump got me many times yeah. I, I i make me so mad because i, I kept dying on the last lap oh. I, i'm in first but it would be like i'm going and then suddenly a drone like bumps me right before i hit the ramp and it was just like ugh. which you know because sometimes even if you're not knocked off from that it does enough to deplete your speed that you won't make the jump right and there's an interesting thing that i noticed here too uh purely by accident, where some of these tracks, I don't know if it's this one actually, but they have a, a, another ramp on the other side. And if you come down right on it, you'll hit it and jump. It'll trigger another jump. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. And I was lucky I didn't crash, but I've never done it on purpose. Okay. Well, once you're done with this, you can move on to the final league, the King's League. The King's League. That's right. And you'll be going back to Mute City 3, first of all. Getting a little darker here at Mute City. I don't know if these are all on the same day, but it looks... Like, it's almost night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that glowing kind of green. It looks like, like it's like light pollution. Yeah. You know? And then uh, this is not too bad. Of course, it's the first one. There are landmines now here, though. So watch mm, out for yes, those. Yes. And this one, I mean, throughout the various leagues, the enemies are getting more aggressive, by the way. Oh, which yeah. is, you know, the tracks, even if you look at the map, they see, may seem a little tougher, but they definitely it's, are. You're getting knocked into and knocked into the walls a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. That's my that's my biggest weakness, dying. Yeah. I, that, that's why I stuck with Pico. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, he's the one who can take the most damage. Like, right. It's not just because I like ramming into foes. And next up, we have Deathwind 2. Yeah, which was kind of foreshadowed before, as I said. You can see this is the loop of Deathwind, but with an alternate path that's a little more zigzaggy, sticking off one side. But not too horrible. No, this one's... It's really only tough because you have these sharp corners over there. I don't know. It's an area where there's a lot of getting knocked around yeah. over on the well, sides. I mean, that's the real danger of this league, and that's why I could barely handle it. Yeah. Because it's really not about the courses. It's about interacting with the other racers. Just trying to get by without losing all of your life. Uh, then we have Port Town 2. It has a return of those pull magnets and a big jump spot over <laughs> nothing. Yep. An another problematic. Watch out for the jumps. It also looks like Port Town 1. Yep. And then yep. we have Red Canyon 2. Which is another relatively gentle one, I thought. There's a lot of landmines there, but it's cool because there's a place where you can take landmines or do a jump if you're really good. You have to get that full distance on that jump to make it. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that jump now. Uh, until I just realized it. I, I never took that. I always went for the landmines. I don't blame you. I don't know <laughs> if, if it's worth it. Uh, following that, we have the Firefield. This the is worst. your favorite map, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could never finish this map. I was always destroyed. I watched it happen. I mean, it, not you get destroyed. I just watched this map because I never even got here. Well, it's tough because... You're uh, in lava. The land is lava. The, the outside is lava. There's what appear to be trees in the background. Maybe some sort of Acropolis. Fire trees. Something. Yeah. But uh, this one is tough. You have a very small, tight pit stop area that is on a multiple 
or in a split path. So and you it's might a not longer even, path. Yeah, and way uh, longer. If you don't realize it at first, then like me, like the first couple times, I was getting destroyed by like the second lap because there's a lot of getting knocked into walls, weird turns, and then there's an area with a bunch of uh, the magnets. Yeah, yeah, and and they pull you in. It drains your life really fast. I can see that a hundred percent. And this is the last map of the game. That, if you beat it, then you get an ending. Well, kind of. Like, Barely. You, get, you uh, get credits. It tallies up all your scores. Yep. And then just credits, and that's it. It's a kind of lackluster. Well, if you, it tells you to try it on Master Class. And if uh, you do, you get a slight ending where it shows you racing through Firefield from above. But no, like guy holding a trophy no, or no, no, anything. Nothing. It's like, come on, guys. Bummer. Something would have been nice. All right, here we are in the review portion of our show. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 3.0. Okay, I went with 3.5. I had that in there, Yeah. Well, here's the thing. For me, it was uh, the music was great. Agreed. That's the main chunk of it. It's just the music. Because even though there are good graphics, there's not a lot of them. You just have no. your four vehicles, your backgrounds, and then those those drone vehicles. It's true. There There's very few, very little in the sprite work, you know, except for the backgrounds moving around. So, you know, I can see it. I just, I, I really like the music, so. It's it, great. Well, it is probably the best use of Mode 7. Yeah, I mean. It looks better than in Mario Kart. It's really weird that this was the first one. Yeah, you know, to ever use it, and it, they really seem to nail it way better here. Uh, at least maybe it's more of a level design thing because yeah. you can see so much more, and you have the full screen. And I mean, there's only four, four other things on the field, so I mean, they're dealing with less. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But it does look really good. Agree. Next up is play control, and I gave it a 3.0 as well. Okay, I was kind of, I was like 2.5, 3.0. I, I, I will, yeah, 3.0 I think is good because I mean, it, it's pretty sharp. It doesn't, it's I not a lot. It's, it's good, I guess, but I don't really think I'm fully equipped to evaluate how good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't play a lot of racing games, especially on, or at least non-kart racing games, especially yeah, I, on Super I need like a, a power-up or a way to shoot the enemies, the, my other <laughs> racers. That's what will get me involved in a racing game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Challenge Factor, and I gave it a 4.0. Uh, same here. I mean, I think with enough practice, you could probably do this game really well. I'm sure you could. Um, and I feel like they give you the tools that you need, but and there is a learning curve you're going to have to climb. Well, it's, you know, with any racing game, it's, it's it can be very discouraging your first time because you got to know the tracks, you know? That's a big part of it, too. So learning that and then you figure out the best way to deal with it for your car, you know, it takes a while. I, I do think that... Well, it is tough. It's some Fast and Furious action, and uh, the the rebounds when you hit the walls and stuff are way more forgiving than you're not coming to a halt and clipping into it like you did in Super Mario Kart. So I actually found it a little a little more forgiving in that way. All right. And then finally, we have theme and fun. Uh, I went with a 3.0. As did I. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. And you know, I think it says something that somebody who is not interested in just racing at all, it's usually combat racing or something. Yeah. You know, it, it pulled me in again. I forgot. I liked it when I was a kid, and I still do. And, you know, it's still pretty fun, even though I wasn't great at it. And uh, the worlds are all very different looking. Even though the tracks don't change up that much, mm-hmm. they do as much as they can, I think, with the same racing conceit. Yeah, I mean, while I do wish it was two-player, I can't imagine playing this on split screen. It's too fast. You need to see, you know what I mean? Like, that would be oh, impossible, yeah. or your or your car would be tiny. Yeah. I think that's the only other way to do it, but it's such a, it gives you such a uniquely, like, intense racing. Like, I'm always, like, I don't know, into it when you play, because it's so harrowing, and it, it's fun, but I find it only fun in, like, small bursts. Like <laughs> Yeah, I can like, totally see that. Play a little bit and then back off, or otherwise you'll give yourself a heart attack. Well, I think you may have just answered this question, but mm-hmm. should you play this game? I think so. Yeah, it's totally worth checking out. I mean, be, be warned, it is a brutal racing game. And just like yeah. every racing game, there's a big learning curve. There is. Uh, uh, but if you own any sort of thing Nintendo made in the past like three or five years, there's a way <laughs> to play this possibly for free on it. Sure. And it's even from a historical thing, it's interesting to see it as a launch title that this held up really well, you yeah. know, and comparing it to other following racing games on the Super Nintendo that it might just be the best. I don't know. Could be. Little case of Mario 64 syndrome. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Next week's game will be Zelda 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. Nick is pumped about this one. I am really pumped, man. It's a, uh, you know, I like defending the black sheep of weird franchise. I am, I am less pumped, <laughs> but we'll see, you know? That's right. Tune I'm, in. I'm willing to give it a, a real college try. Uh, yes. So, you know, Cartridge Commandos, how many of you out there just. Chopping at the bit, waiting for Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, to show up. Let us know how pumped you are at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and join the chorus of supporters. Or you can talk to us about, uh, you know, kind of uh, the pump-up Reebok shoes <laughs> Yeah, yeah. on uh, twitter.com at cartridgecommand. Pump it up. Maybe you want to discuss old Saturday Night Live sketches where guys talk about pumping it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever kind of pumping... No, let's not go with that. <laughs> but you can talk to us about whatever you want on Facebook at Cart Command or any of the other platforms we're on. So uh, please do. But of course, it's those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Uh, it is their donations that come in every month that make this show happen. It uh, makes it financially viable for Nick and I. Oh, yeah. And we like doing it. So keep helping. We need it. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you don't give yet, Perhaps think about giving. The more you give, the more we can do. We'd love to expand the Cartridge Command Network, but we're both working class guys that only have so much time in our hands. If we had a little more money, we could take more time to put into this enterprise. That's right. So, you know, help us out. We really appreciate all those that do and all those that will. So thank you all very, very much. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Quiet, you. Quiet. I was.
don't think you've heard the first time. All right. Um, oh, Abby's hiding. She was asleep. She stayed She's home. in yeah. the house. <laughs> she, it's coming from inside She's the house. It's coming from inside the house. Call the police. No, sir, but do you have any rubber nipple protectors? <laughs> uh, 